This is the Lux Podcast. In this episode, we will be giving a comprehensive overview of Alzheimer's disease. In a living organism, the organs maintain and create the complex biological functions within the body. However, all are susceptible to disease and malfunction, and the brain is no exception. When problems with brain function arise, including a loss of memory, language skills, and cognition, becoming severe enough to interfere with daily life, we classify it as dementia. Within this category of illnesses is Alzheimer's disease, whose impact on an aging population only increases as time marches on. Alzheimer's disease is a group of neurodegenerative disorders, often associated with old age, that causes brain cells to degenerate and die. It is the most common cause of dementia, a continuous decline in thinking, behavior, and social skills, and a hindrance to a person's ability to function independently. Common symptoms include memory loss, confusion, sleep problems, and delusions. Alzheimer's is generally caused by the buildup of misfolded proteins in the brain that form plaques around brain cells. Some specific proteins include amyloid and tau. Alzheimer's also presents with the loss of neurotransmitter activity, especially that of acetylcholine. The risk of Alzheimer's increases with age, family history, and head injuries. Other potential risk factors, such as Down syndrome and cardiovascular diseases, are also being investigated in their relationship to Alzheimer's. However, it is unclear whether this is correlation or causation. Although disease medications may temporarily improve symptoms or slow the rate of decline, there is currently no known cure for Alzheimer's. The symptoms of Alzheimer's usually worsen over time up until death. This gradual decline can be broken down into three rough stages, mild, moderate, and severe. These stages provide a general guideline for the decline of a patient's cognitive abilities as symptoms start to appear. It may be hard to put a patient in a specific stage, since stages can overlap but knowing the symptoms associated with each may help preserve the quality of life for an individual living with Alzheimer's. In the first stage of Alzheimer's, symptoms may not be very obvious. Most of these symptoms may be seen as just simple oversights, such as minor memory lapses and difficulties with planning and organizing. Other symptoms include misplacing items or forgetting the names of people you've just met. However, even with the lack of symptom severity, doctors are able to diagnose these symptoms using specific tools. This can be in the form of a neurological exam, brain imaging, or other cognitive tests. This first stage is the most important stage in helping those with Alzheimer's live well. Knowing that it is not going to get any better, this is the time to put legal, financial, and other end-of-life plans into place, since at this point the person with Alzheimer's is still able to participate in arranging their future. This is the time for them to focus on the most meaningful aspects of their life while they still can. When the patient progresses into the second stage of Alzheimer's, their symptoms start to worsen and become more severe. They may start to forget the names of close relatives, directions to a well-visited place, and important events in their life. Their physical health is also affected. Examples include bladder and bowel problems and changes in sleep pattern. Many patients also experience delusions and periods of moodiness. This is the longest stage of Alzheimer's and many years can go by without much further progression. Support may be required to accomplish activities of daily living. In the final stage of Alzheimer's, symptoms are as severe as they can be. Individuals may lose the ability to carry a conversation, respond to their environment, and eventually, their ability to control movement. As these symptoms worsen, it has been observed that patients may experience major personality changes. At this point, everyday activities are difficult to do, it is likely that individuals will need around-the-clock assistance. While the individual with Alzheimer's may not be able to do as much as they could before, 
they still benefit from activities such as listening to music or receiving reassurance from loved ones. During this stage, caregivers may wish to use support services, such as hospice care, to look after the individual. Hospices, which provide comfort and dignity for those at the end of the road, can be of great benefit to people in the final stages of Alzheimer's, among other dementias, as well as to their families. The history of Alzheimer's disease begins on November 3, 1906, when psychiatrist Alloy Alzheimer reported on the disease at the annual meeting of Southwest German psychiatrists. His findings were based on his report of a 50-year-old woman suffering from paranoia, progressive sleep and memory disturbance, aggression, and confusion, all symptoms that are now common in patients with Alzheimer's disease. This was his description of August D, the woman that would be his patient and whose symptoms would worsen until death. After her death, Alzheimer was able to perform an autopsy and investigate the physiological causes behind this condition. He noticed plaques and neurofibrillary tangles, essentially buildups of misfolded proteins. Proteins need to be folded properly to function, and when their structure is malformed, they impair processes and can cause neurodegenerative disease or diseases that degrade nerve cells. He presented his case to the Munich research team and eagerly published his research hoping to see comparative cases. However, he was disappointed by a lack of response from his colleagues and less time to devote to the study. Alzheimer's discovery was largely forgotten for years until new cases and evidence began to point to a new underlying neural disorder, Alzheimer's disease. His second case was that of Joseph F., whom he had also diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease as he was presented with the same symptoms of dementia that August had exhibited years prior. One strange finding for Joseph's case was the fact that upon his death and autopsy, there was a lack of neurofibrillary tangles. Only plaques were present. It was later found that the presence or absence of neurofibrillary tangles represented different stages in the disease process. Alloy Alzheimer not only described the first case of the condition, but also its development and progression. It has been known since Alloy Alzheimer investigated this condition that it was related to misfolded proteins accumulating to form plaques in the brain and hindering cognitive function. These plaques are known as amyloid beta deposits, and they have recently been connected to a mutation on a specific gene in a recent study. These mutations occur on the triggering receptor expressed on this gene known as TREM-2. They are known to increase the chances of the early onset of dementia. Targeting these proteins may allow medical experts to develop innovative treatment options for those with the disease. In order to target these proteins, the researchers used mouse models and the tissue of the front hemisphere of their brains was examined for amyloid beta and microglia activation. Conversely, the tissue from the right hemisphere was used for biochemical analysis. The mice used were 5XFAD mice. This means that they were prone to developing amyloid-related problems, which leads to behavioral issues that would normally be present with Alzheimer's disease. Consistently activating the TREM-2 gene led to fewer misfolded amyloid proteins with fewer plaques and better cognitive function. Research studies like this one are constantly being conducted in an effort to identify a genetic basis for Alzheimer's disease and then to find a potential cure for it. While the study was conducted with specific mice models, researchers are also looking for genetic evidence in humans. Animal models serve as a way to collect preliminary information about the effects of gene manipulation before such studies are conducted in humans. Advances are being made towards helping those affected by Alzheimer's disease, but more research is needed. 
How to communicate with people who have Alzheimer's disease. People with Alzheimer's disease have a hard time communicating since they often forget and take time to remember information. There are steps that a person can take to make the conversation flow naturally and easily and elevate some of their stress. The steps include, but are not limited to, making and maintaining eye contact and calling the person by their name, being mindful of your expressions, body language, and the tone of your voice. Having a positive and friendly attitude would make them feel comfortable, which would encourage them to also participate in the conversation. If the patient has an angry outburst, be patient and understand that it's not their fault, but rather the illness is making them like this. Don't rush the patient when you see that they're struggling with completing the sentence. Be patient and help them express their feelings and thoughts through observing their body language and expressions. Be cautious about physical contact as this can agitate them and cause them to be uncomfortable. Ask questions that would generate a conversation and make them feel involved. And while they're talking, listen to them. Alzheimer's disease is a condition that affects many individuals and it is important for all of us to have an understanding of the disease. Its implications span medicine, social issues, and more. And the more we support Alzheimer's disease research and advancement, the more we can improve the lives of those who live with it.